Hey you, welcome to Bonehead. We've got a new topic this week. We've got that King Kong. We've got that Godzilla. They're both in a big-ass movie that what and don't make no damn sense. That does not star King Kong Bundy. I was depressed, utterly oh, depressed. I feel like you missed some of the marketing for that. <laughs> I don't feel like they tried to sell you a false bill of goods on that, sir. <laughs> I've been I trying do, to recreate that man's look for years unsuccessfully. I do not feel like they sold you a false bill of goods. But King Kong, uh, Kong versus Godzilla, whatever the hell it's called. I went and saw it. It's the first movie I had actually it's saw. Called, it. It's called Four Weddings and a Funeral. It's called Four Weddings and a Funeral 2, <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla. So I went, it was the first time I went out, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But it's it doesn't make any sense. Chad, you've seen it. Yeah. Can you tell me the plot? Nope. Not yeah. at all. In fact, it's utterly, uh, it's, I mean, I, let's be honest. Godzilla kind of end up fighting and then kind of end up tag teaming and teaming up. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I don't want to read too much because our friend James has yet to see it, but yeah, there's, there's a whole story arc was with giving away anything. There. I know, but I almost, what they I had, fought. I almost got I did not this. know. But I almost was getting ready to talk about one of the major plot points of Kong that was utterly confusing Yeah, that I'm just going to leave off the table for right now. But yeah, it, I mean, but at the same time, it was an enjoying flick. It was popcorn fun. of just It was popcorn fun out of those movies since Godzilla. Godzilla, I've said this, was pretty, was is the prettiest, but it's kind of slow and it finally gets to Godzilla. I enjoyed it. I, I just can't stand that actor. Not Brian Cranston, the lead one. What's his name? Uh, Aaron, only good Aaron in, Johnson. I don't know. Only I good in Kick Ass. I disagree. Only um, good in Kick Ass. You had, that movie with Savages is. Hold awful. on. L let, let me let me do it. What Joe says. Uh, Joe, you're wrong. Uh, no, Nocturnal I'm Animals. Sorry. He is great in Nocturnal Animals. Oh yeah, Nocturnal um, Animals. Yeah. If you haven't hey, seen uh, it. Speaking of which, um, this has nothing to do with the topic, but you know who we're probably not going to see in a Godzilla movie anytime soon. Who? That we'll, we'll see Aaron Johnson again before we see Army Hammer, evidently. I, oh, I, I, that's probably true. I, yeah. I, I did not know much about this uh, because I don't keep up with this stuff right now because there's a pandemic on and when I see the news, I go crazy. Uh, that being said, <laughs> I literally heard about it because David Spade did a video on Facebook where he just goes, Army Hammer, he's lost 17 jobs, four voiceovers, and a McDonald's commercial in the last six weeks. I still do not know the full extent of what he did. Evidently, though, David Spade just informed me he's in a bit of trouble. Look at the cannibalism story. It gets real interesting. I know yeah. the cannibalism. I heard that one, but I didn't go too far into it because he's no fish. Well, back to That's right, Abe Vigoda. Or whatever his name is. Then there's King. Then there was the Godzilla King of the Monsters or whatever it was called. That one. That, uh, it was called a, Godzilla King of the Monsters. That, that one has a ton of action. It's a lot of fun. Or and more importantly, it does something that no other Godzilla film has done. What? Which is it what? Finally uses a song. Nature points out again I, and again. I don't remember. I the don't folly remember. of man. I have no recollection of that. It's over the final credits. Actually, as they show, spoiler, if you haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters, they show uh, news images of Godzilla settling and the other monsters calming down and going to skull island and how the monsters are starting to converge there but the music that plays over the background is godzilla blue oyster cult and yeah i didn't i did not know that song had never been used in a godzilla film before okay 
I, I, so, so, so I just want to say it finally used the song that you would assume would have been in a Godzilla movie. Then there was the Kong Skull Island, which was fun. has a great has a great soundtrack, and Sam Jackson screaming at a giant monkey, which is a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It's probably the most enjoyable one. And then there was this one. And this seems to have wrapped it up. I don't know. They're probably making another one because this one's making over $300 million worldwide and it's on streaming, which is fascinating to me. It says a lot about where we're at is where we're at. So there's still but, but people who want to go watch big movies, which is good. Well, I was going to say, and, and isn't this the type of movie that you want to see on a big screen? I mean, if it's a drama, yeah, I, I, do you I'm need a big I screen? See it. Yeah, I'm glad if, I did. If I'm watching a thunder lizard throw down with Mighty Joe Young's old man, I need to see that on a big screen. Technically, that's incorrect, but yeah. I know. I know it's incorrect. He's the son of Kong's dad. He's the son of Kong's dad. That's that's why son of Kong. That's why he's called that, Joe. It turns out Kong's his old man. Holy shit. Is that where he came from? I I had to watch it a couple times, but I picked up on it. Did Kong do the horizontal bop with Mrs. Kong? He did do the nasty in the past. Did we ever meet Mrs. Kong? I don't think so. We I don't know. Is she mm-hmm. also large? And I mean, in charge. Because Son of Kong's big, but he's not huge, right? No. It, it, well, okay. So let's talk what's, a little bit about the history of Kong. King Kong. What, what, how, how would that have happened? I don't know. I didn't know we were going this way. I did not know we were going to talk about the reproductive organs of Kong. Well, what else saying. do we talk about on this show? And on top Clearly, of that, we're talking about three different things. On top of that, I think <clears throat> Mrs. Kong needs to go ahead and lawyer up because he obviously was going after Faye Ray, and that seems a little bit off. And by the way, Son of Kong looks way better than Son of Godzilla. I've never hey. seen Son of Godzilla. Hey. You've never seen Son of Godzilla? I don't think I've ever seen it. Oh, it's terrible. Hey, I've seen <laughs> parts because... of it, but I've never seen it. I haven't watched a lot of Godzilla films. It's more like Yoda than he does Godzilla. Uh, I, I think I know what you're talking. I don't think I've just ever watched it. Well, anyway, you got very big eyes. So a lot of this is part of it because it's out there and it's popular and we probably should do things that are more out there and popular from time to time rather than just whatever the hell we want to talk about. But I didn't want to talk about this because I saw it with a friend of mine. And I told Chad and James this the other day. He walked out and he's a Godzilla fan. He goes, why is it Godzilla is always the great always a big ass bad monster and all he does is destroy and they always give king kong some sort of uh what's the word i'm looking for pathos pathos they're giving him pathos yeah they always give kong pathos and you know he has a backstory and i and i said well that's a good point but it if you look through the history of the two of them first of all they didn't join forces till the 60s and we'll get to that in a second, but but Kong was made in 33, right? By Marion C. Cooper. And yep. the history of Kong, was, it, it was made at RKO. It took several years to get made. There was a ton of different titles. Uh, David O. Selznick actually had a hand in it at one time. It's an interesting story. But they finally made it, and it was a huge hit. Huge hit. And they made Son of Kong less than a year after. Did you guys know that Son of Kong came out less than a year after King Kong? Yeah. I didn't know. But can I pause for a moment and just talk like a no little bit about Marion Cooper? Yeah, he's an interesting cat. He is a, I mean, literally a decorated war hero that fought in World War One and Two. 
and also fought in the Polish army. Uh, you know, or the Polish Air Force. I apologize. I didn't know that. I didn't know about World yes, War II or the Polish. His years of service in different air force, in different air forces, and army and navy. So he actually served in the United States Navy, the United States Army, and the Polish Air Force, 1912 to 1915, 1916 to 1919, 1919 to 1921, and then again in 1941 to 45, achieving the rank of Brigadier General. He huh. actually fought in the Polish uh, Air Force before the U.S. military got involved in combat. So he went to somewhere he could fight uh, and everything else. But oddly enough, he also has the distinct honor despite all that service when he graduated high school he was appointed to the u.s naval academy that's a pretty big deal he got an appointment a lot of prestige however joe he didn't get to graduate all right you know why he didn't get to graduate joe why let me quote this he was expelled during his senior year for and i quote hell raising and for championing air power Championing air power. Woohoo! You see the B 50. It was the Naval Academy. They did not want to get involved in the Air Force at the time. And since he was all pro, hey, we need to have a bigger Air Force, is what we should do. And he was in the Naval Academy. He was expelled for that. Do you think somebody's got expelled from the Naval Academy recently for championing Space Force? I, it may have happened. We don't know yet. But what's odd about that is we see that in Kong, and he does have a cameo in Kong. Because what cameo does he have? He's on a plane. Yeah, that's cool. He's on one and of the so planes. I didn't his, know that. His obsession with planes was was enough to get him kicked out. And he also was obsessed with, oddly enough, apes. Gorillas. Yeah. If he talks about it, he had read a book uh, by one guy who'd wrote, written about his time in 1860 Africa and all the gorillas and orangutans of different things that he found. And he was fascinated. And he thought that that may, would make a great horror picture and then it kind of evolved into a giant ape and so <clears throat> willis o'brien created the original oil painting and it went through many different changes because it, it they wanted it to be human-esque they wanted it to be human-esque so it kind of first started out as like the missing link between what? us and apes right and then it was like well yep. this is slightly too grotesque so they backpedaled and, and what's fascinating, one of the biggest arguments, or not big arguments, but I have her read this, and and, it, and if you think about it a little too much, it actually, it's hard for me to, of all the things of Godzilla versus Kong, which like I said, was fun, is that Godzilla and Kong are not the same size, hmm. relatively at all, but in that movie they are. Well, and they even have that line, they have that line in Kong Skull Island where they're like, well, how big is he or something? And somebody goes, well, he's still growing. <laughs> And they, they, they make an allusion to that at the first of the movie and, of, of God, 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 Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm, well, I missed that because well, it doesn't matter because in the original King Kong, because of Marion C. Cooper, it would drive Willis O'Brien crazy is because he was supposed to be X so many feet. But the way Marion Cooper would shoot it, depending on where he was at, he meddled with the miniatures. He meddled with the cityscapes and stuff. So he made Kong bigger as the movie went. And by the time he makes it to the tower and he's there, he's much larger than he was in the jungle, the original movie if you actually think it about in ratio and i know most people aren't watching it and marion c cooper's point which is extremely valid is that 
most people don't give two shits that he is just drawn basically 20 or 30 feet. Well, uh, I was going to say, was. and the, the other side of that is, did you find anything in your research about his other inspiration for that, that the film what that was inspired it? him? He became really interested in this short that was put out by Edison's company, Conquest Pictures. Yeah. Um, but it was filmed in 1915. It's an American comedy titled The Dinosaur and the Missing Link, A Prehistoric Tragedy. You can watch it free online because it's that old. It's a silent film, but it's fascinating. If you get a chance to watch it, Chad, you might be really interested in it because it's one of the first stop-motion films. And the plot is this caveman falls in love with this cave girl. He wants to take her flowers. He hits his head on a tree. And where does this get involved with an ape? Well, it turns out there's an evil gorilla-like ape called wild willie who is the missing link and he decides that he's going to abduct uh you know the 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 woman of interest however when he goes to abduct her he has to fight a giant dinosaur then the hero has to go and find him and eventually of course he takes the the girl but the dinosaur is the one that actually kills wild willie and the hero of course takes credit for it so huh. it, it was a film, it's referred to a couple different times um, as being interested. It's a crude stop motion of its time. However, oddly enough, the person that worked on that um, was the cinematographer was Willis H. O'Brien, who also directed it. But it is also credited as an inspiration for films such as Caveman in 1981 but also the Lost World and King Kong. And so they used some of the special effects that were used. Was that, the same, that was the same Willis O'Brien who did Kong? Yes. Okay. So he worked and, on the short. And so he, a I lot of the things you see in that, you, uh, you, you, it pops up in other places. So it was something that, uh, 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 I just blanked on the guy's name. Anyway, that was interested in and had seen before that also gets credit for inspiring part of Kong. Hmm. Well, so there's a pathos to Kong. Kong is is living his best life on this island with these people worshiping him. These white a-holes show up on a boat to try to find something exotic. They find Kong. They drag his ass back to New York, try to put him in a literally a monkey show. And he escapes and causes trouble and ends up getting murdered by the people who brought him there in the first place. So the whole story is about the eighth wonder of the world is extremely tragic. It has been rooted in tragedy, and you feel bad for Kong from the jump. Well, and I was about to say, and the other part about this is the production of this syncs up with so many other things that also involve the director, because the production was going on at the same time the making of The Most Dangerous Game was going on yeah. in May of 1932. Uh, so there is all of that going on. One thing also that pops up in this is that one of the most iconic scenes in this movie was almost cut because they did not want, uh, for legal reasons, Cooper almost had to cut the Empire State Building scene. How come? Because of the Empire State Building? Yep. They did not want it associated with monsters. However, it was kept in the film because RKO bought the rights to The Lost World. Why that had anything to do with it, I cannot find. But that is documented that something about the Lost World being made convinced the Empire State Building that it was okay for Kong to climb. 
Well, before we roll on a little bit, I find it fascinating that Sonic Kong came out a little less than a year later. Um, it's a little less of a budget. It's not quite the same movie. It's not bad. And Joe James, he was 12 feet. That's how tall Son of Kong was. Oh, he's not big at all. No, no he's not all that big. Punch him square in the face. <laughs> but so Kong didn't show back up until the 60s. Till the is it Toho that yep. did Godzilla? I don't have I don't have it pulled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So Toho. a little bit, and so kind of the origins of Godzilla was obviously it's not the same as Kong. But he was Gojira. You say it correctly. I know. Well, it was Gojira, and the reason we got Godzilla was poor translation because Gojira means what? Thunder. Thunder lizard. Uh, Thunder lizard. Yeah. I think Um, so. Someone, please call us up at Bonehead Headquarters. Yeah. So Toho produced the first thirty-two films, (laughs) um, and he he's been dubbed the King of the Monsters. So you have the eighth wonder of the world and the King of Monsters. Uh, but he comes about because of nuclear radiation. Right. That's kind of his origin. Which, well, do you know? Um, do, you, do you know what inspired the story? The story behind the story, right? Or do you not know? Do you not have those notes, James? I don't have. Go with what so, you've got. I've got so in Mar- on March first, night in on March first, nineteen fifty four, a Japanese fishing boat. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce its name. Uh, was seeking tuna in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Now, meanwhile, a bit the tuna further, seeker. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're familiar with your history, a little farther west at this same time in the Bikini Atoll, uh, the United States was detonating a 15 megaton hydrogen bomb as part of its Castle Bravo test. Now, the fallout from that test actually went all the way to the people in this fishing boat, blowing the boat out of the water and burning the skin of its crew. Um, months later, one of those fishermen would die. Um, so the incident did little to smooth over the tensions of the United States and the Japanese after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So essentially, um, uh, the film producer, uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka, uh, who was also inspired by the beast of 2000 fathom, 20,000 fathoms, um, Harry housing that, that was, that boat was the lucky dragon five, correct? It's the, the, the name of the, the name, the Japanese version of the, the name of the boat is the Diago Fukuyura Maru. So whatever that means, I have not looked up. It the is, it is with the uh, shit and the hogs ate him. Oh, it, Phil. it was the <laughs> lucky. It, st- it stood for lucky dragon five. And it was a Japanese tuna fishing boat with the crew. Yeah. Yep. I'd said tuna boat. You jack-ace. I know, but it translates to lucky dragon five, which is funny that a dragon <laughs> done got burnt and inspired Godzilla. And yeah, so tonight, so yeah, right after that, and his and twenty thousand, and his uh, inspiration from the beast from twenty thousand fathoms, Tanaka wrote out the outline for what would become Godzilla. Some people also have connected it to the idea that America itself was this great lumbering beast that got awoken from its slumber. I mean that we, we we did drop some bombs only in the Raymond Burr version. Well, that's true. No, but. Do you, but do you know how successful this was though in Japan though when it first got released? So much so that uh, the trolley cart rides decreased. The 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 people willing to ride on those trolley sky trolleys decreased. Yeah, ten million tickets were sold in Japan. That about one for every nine citizens in the country. How many so, of those came out of Nagasaki? I don't have that statistic. Uh, the movie grossed more than two million in its homeland, about as much as the Frank Sinatra endorsed day vehicle Young at Heart was pulling in the states. So, 
Godzilla is fascinating, but what I want to back to the Godzilla versus Kong. One last thing that this doesn't have necessarily have a lot to do with filmmaking, but it has a lot to do with the business side, which I find interesting. Marion C. Cooper was still alive when they made this and sued the shit out of him because the reason there hadn't been a Kong for 30 years is he thought he owned the rights and then he thought he owned the character to that and Sonic Kong. And I don't think he won, but when it was RKO basically leased out the rights for Jap for the Japanese to Toho to make Kong versus Godzilla. And that's when he sued the shit out of him in 62, 63. Well, uh, so uh, if you watch still made of, the movie. Yeah. If you watch a lot of the Godzilla films, though, I mean, his his character arc to the point that you were talking about he he is at first kind of this you woke the sleeping giant for lack of a better term right and then it slowly develops and he takes on all these different metaphors i think you know if if you look at this um the the idea that you know some people have said that he represents japanese forgetting its own past because they act like they're thoroughly modern and everything but then when things go wrong they try to be traditional uh they there's all these he's an anti-hero at best mm-hmm. i don't think he ever comes across to your point joe as a complete hero no he no, is he, i mean he, he does beat up the other monsters but he clearly lays waste to cities and kills yeah. hundreds of thousands of folks he points out the folly of men a time and time again uh so i mean he's a natural disaster that does good right or an unnatural disaster but yeah, it's it's really interesting because, and especially if you, it's the, so if we take the original film, so the, we all went together to see it at the Kentucky, right? It, we're not talking about the Raymond Burr uh, American version, no, the actual Japanese version. And it it's heartwarming, but it's also kind, it, it, it's a really good movie. It holds up. Just like I will tell you now, King Kong holds up great. Sonic Kong, fun, but King Kong, to me, still holds up great. It's extremely watchable. You get into it. Even for the outdated references, I still like it a lot. Well, yeah, and I think that's the nature of, I mean, why have we had... folly, folly. Why have we had... It seems like since the 60s. There's my chair farting again, Chad. We have had remakes of King Kong and Godzilla about once every 13, 15 years, something like that, if you ever well, see. 76, we had the remake of King Kong, the Dino De Laurentiis one. And then, then Kong Lives. We had was Kong in, Lives. Yeah. And, and then we got Peter Jackson's. Which would have been 2005, six, somewhere right around okay, there. Okay, so longer. But I mean, and Except then we got the rings. Godzilla never really went away as far as the Toho productions, but then we got Broderick Godzilla. Um, <laughs> and and then we got... How bad is know, that? I haven't seen it. So I, didn't, I mean, it was awful when it came out, but I haven't I, seen You know it. what? This is a true story. Years, uh, I saw it with, with some friends uh, and, and I remember sitting there thinking they made, worked so hard to make Jurassic Park yeah. in New York. Yeah, and I, I mean that's that's what it was. It was yeah, oh, the little vo- things falling off of Godzilla becoming Velociraptors, right? Yeah, yeah, and they worked so hard to make that happen. 
I do want to say something that we it's don't. The best get... thing about that movie, the the Yokero Taco Bell dog looking for the yeah. commercial saying here lizard lizard lizard. Really, that's I'm... probably the best thing about the movie. Still have that. I still have that plush, and it actually still works. Whoever made those plushes that they sell, uh, <laughs> I, I think it also says, I'm going to need a bigger box because, you know, he's trying to catch yep. Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, but you're right. That's probably the most memorable part about that is the Taco Bell dog. Uh, that being said, the other thing about Godzilla is he has always had a voice. And I mean that literally. If you look by uh, kind of, I mean, he had a sound. He had, you hear that sound, that screech. And you know who it is. But I also find something else interesting. He has actually had a voice in the animated version. Two different people, three different people have voiced him in cartoons. And all of them are names to conjure with. Because, uh, Chad, do you happen to know who voiced him in the Hanna-Barbera cartoon, the old one? You know, honestly, I don't. Ted Cassidy. Lurch really? was Godzilla. You wow. rang... And I'm going to go ahead and spit some nuclear stuff in your face. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were going to say, I don't going to go ahead and spit game in your face. <laughs> well, Lurch could do that too. He had his own dance craze there for a little bit. Look yeah. it up, kids. Do the Lurch. Anyway, uh, and then for TriStar Pictures, that cartoon, Kurt Carley and Frank Welker. I, I was wondering when I was going to say it had to have been Frank Welker in one of these Frank other Welker iterations. was... And by the way, when you can go from Scooby-Doo to Godzilla, you, you've accomplished I mean, Frank Welker, by the way, if you ever get a chance, and if I ever get a chance, quite frankly, to meet Frank Welker, I just want to, he's been in everything. He is phenomenal. Anyway, mm-hmm. so Godzilla has been on this entire journey. By the way, I, I, I have to correct myself. I said Godzilla Jr. earlier, and I also should mention he has two children. I don't want to upset anybody. And the completest, there are two kids. There's Godzilla Jr. and Manila. Which or is it Minila? I don't know. It's Mini Godzilla, Vanilla, so it's Minila Vanilla. Vanilla. But he's a kaiju who actually first appeared in Son of Godzilla. He's a, adopted though. Oh, he's a. Oh, really? Yeah, Godzilla Junior. Is the adoption processes for he kaiju comes, monsters, what have you, as I, complicated it is for just little babies here, human ones. I maybe I, I can't. I can you know. imagine? They gotta like, come and expect your your nuclear thing exploding from the bottom of the ocean that you go to to re-energize. He is also sometimes called, by the way, Minya in the American dub versions. But he came from 1967, and he's the one that I actually know as Godzilla Junior. To to my disappointment, I'm sorry, I didn't know Godzilla Junior actually didn't appear till 1993. His natural born offspring, and he, that was in Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Two. guys did you know it's the longest running film franchise yeah Godzilla? which yeah I, and There's i think 36 films 32 of them were done by toho the other four are the american ones well think about what all godzilla's done i mean i would have i would have guessed i don't know i don't know i guess i would have guessed bond but he's got bond b oh yeah he's got bond but and bond's never played basketball i i really think they need to work that into the next bond picture I mean, Godzilla, you know what Godzilla has that King Kong doesn't have? And this is legitimate. Godzilla in 1996 won the MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay. Four? Kong doesn't have that. <laughs> he doesn't. Just a Lifetime Achievement for... Being Godzilla. 
have you achieved being Godzilla? Yeah, I think uh, the recipients of the MTV Lifetime Award was Godzilla. I think, uh, oh shit, Jason Voorhees got it one year, I think, and then Clint Howard. Uh, I was gonna say, and and by the way, he did all three of those truly truly outstanding individual and then after clint howard got it at uh, chewbacca got it too i think and then, then then after clint howard got it they retired it hmm. uh and, and i, I do way, way to say, go clint howard it finally took a real person to kill it i i do want to say he did if, if you're not aware of this you can look these up on youtube charles barkley had to play him in a game of basketball yeah oh no that's a famous commercial line clint yeah you can actually yeah, no, yes. Charles. I yes, would Clint much Howard. rather see Clint Howard and Charles Barkley than Godzilla and Charles Barkley. By the way, Spielberg actually credits Godzilla as an inspiration for Jurassic Park, which must have been news to Michael Kraft. Yeah, but it, <laughs> he does. Read the book. I just put my hand on it and absorbed it. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He said it was that he wouldn't have made Jurassic Park had it not been for that. And matter of fact, there is a chance, very very slim, that whatever happened, but. We don't know what could happen, that we could all be wiped out by Godzilla or Gojira because there is an asteroid. Godzilla is so popular worldwide that an asteroid was discovered by American astronomer Roy Tucker. And he decided. Asteroid in its dream. He decided. (laughs) Four people got that. I know. Coppola Um, was one of them. Coppola and Jeff Bridges make up (laughs) the four people that got it uh gojira he named it gojira so there's an asteroid out there that will eventually maybe hit something and it will be the attack of gojira obviously all i'm saying by all of this is huge cultural impact it is i find it fascinating because on two counts one you know godzilla has been around a long time the longest running franchise i find that i just and and most of them are shit right I mean, most of the movies suck. They're not I very mean, good. I mean, oh, you know, and I think that's it. I think it's, it is the same thing that has happened to Godzilla, I would argue, that has happened to Freddy Krueger, right? Well, most of those suck too, probably. That's what I'm saying. Your first film, as you said, you watch that first Godzilla film. It's a very well-made movie. It is. Very it well-made is. movie. Yeah, and, and you watch the Raymond first- Burr version that makes it a slightly more accessible Americanized, for Americanized yeah. you know, for America. Well, no, so let, let's get into that real quick. Cause let's talk about the Raymond Burr version. Cause uh, we might as well get into that since we're talking about it. So um, Edmund Goldman, uh, he was, uh, he actually went to a screening of the original version in Los Angeles and saw the, the appeal of it. So we bought it for $25,000, the film rights and the American film rights. Uh, and then he flipped the rights to Jules enterprise Inc. Uh, there was just one problem when they when when they decided they were going to release it in the states, the anti-American resentment, not to mention the arranged marriage story arc, in there. So they cut all of that out, and by the time they were done with it, about a third of the original film was cut out of the movie. And then that's when they decided that they needed to hire Raymond Burr, who had recently completed Rear Rendo, um, to fill in those parts. So, uh, yeah, so, and then what's funny about this is after he made, uh, a month after he filmed this, he went for his audition on Barry Mason. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, I, I need to correct something we said earlier, because yeah. I just came across in my notes. Gojira does not mean Thunder Lizard. What does it mean? It's a portmanteau of the Japanese words, gorilla, meaning gorilla, 
and Kujira, meaning whale, because at one point, actually, Godzilla was described as being a cross between a gorilla and a whale. Hmm. The term Gojira then is a portmanteau meaning uh, a gorilla whale. So in some ways, did Kong fight himself? It's so deep, man. You lost me on that one. I actually that is what it means. Or what's it like shooting a third of a movie? Of course, I'm sure tons of actors have done it before. Then you've got no clue, no clue. The other thing, these things. The other fascinating thing about his part, uh, they actually filmed all of this in a single day in a 24 hour rain. They filmed for 24 hours in a tiny LA studio, filming all of his scenes. Um, Burr was shot acting with extras who had their backs to the camera so that he could be spliced into the scenes and also appearing to chat with the original actors and another character a young translator by Martin's side was added for comic relief hmm. all of that was shot within 24 hours by Ed Wood yeah <laughs> which and by the way still doesn't suck by the way no no it's, it loses some of its power but Again, just to put this in the the frame of how much of a story this was and how it did do have commentary in the original the way the original costume was even designed was meant to show some of the scarification that they had medical evidence of from radiation exposure. So Godzilla's skin is not meant to look lizard like; it's supposed to look radioactive burn. Huh. Look that up. That's that's true. Uh, the that's a the, the uh, radiation burns are called something like uh, keltoids. Or I I can't remember the exact medical term, but they did look at that in how they designed his skin. Hmm. By the so, way, all of this to say, yeah, go ahead. I just found this out. Try Steve Miner in the eighties. You guys know who Steve Miner is. He directed H two O, but he also directed this. Um, uh, uh, Friday the 13th 2 and 3 directed what's the giant crocodile movie with Betty White like Placid he was, was pitching an idea yeah. for a 3D production this was probably right around the time he did Jason 3D of Godzilla and William Stout had done the storyboards and you know who wrote the script Fred Decker and Godzilla oh, would have really? destroyed San Francisco in an attempt to find its only offspring which one, which one the adopted one of course not he doesn't care about the, top <laughs> the film would have had a full-scale animatronic godzilla head built by rick baker oh that would have been cool yeah every studio loved it but passed because it was going to be too much money you can actually go on wikipedia and look at uh a couple of the storyboards that william stout had did he would have been, and for any of you all out there, one of William Stout's, uh, he's a nice guy, but one of his famous films is Return of the Living Dead. He was a production designer on that. And he's an artist. By the way, it was Keloid Scars, K E L O I D. It's the term I was looking for. Uh, by the way, this is also somewhat relevant. Um, Godzilla technically was only made male by the American audiences. In the Japanese film, he's referred to as it because he's a giant. It is a giant monster. Lizard, the, yeah. In the English, nobody's dub, going to try to sex Godzilla. In the English dub versions, they intentionally took the time to make sure Godzilla was male. And and in his book, just ta- talking about it, Tanaka, one of the co-creators of Godzilla, actually took the time to go. Yeah, he's probably male. 
like that. He, I'm assuming, by the way, Tanaka at that point was counting his sacks of money and was like, sure, he's male. Great. But there you go. So, by the way, if you go through this, King Kong versus Godzilla was actually the third, no, the fourth movie in the franchise from Toho. It was fairly early on. Hmm. Uh, well, and, and by the way, we also probably should acknowledge, at least in passing, that this is not the only time that there's been a crossover with Godzilla fighting what is another movie icon now. It wasn't a movie icon at the time because we do need to acknowledge that at one point, Godzilla took a tour of America and tried to stop Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not obviously oh, really? in modern time, but yes. Uh, and he's appeared several times in the Marvel comic universe. He had his own series for a long time that ran for about 18 issues or so. Um, I'm sorry, it ran for 24 issues. But he also fought Iron Man. He fought The Thing. He fought the West Coast Avengers, which nobody cares about. But he also fought the Avengers and the X-Men at different times. And sometimes fought is the wrong word. Sometimes they would help him because he was fighting something bigger, which is interesting to me because if you're a big Marvel fan, you know Marvel has its own share of evil dinosaur type creatures. You got your Fing Fang Foons, you got your devil dinosaurs, you got your, anyway. And by but, the way, I, I will smack you in the face if you besmirch West Coast Avengers anymore. I'm sorry. Dorm, they had Doorman. Dude, okay, I will give you credit. West Coast Avengers are here, and they're better than Great Lakes Avengers. Yeah. They had I mean, Doorman, they had Flatman, they had Big Bertha, what Mr. Immortal. What do? And if it's something other than <laughs> opening a door. You obviously need to go back and listen to our live show. <laughs> I guess. I don't remember that part. Did we he talk about Doorman myself. that day? Yes, he was one of the worst superheroes. Doorman, literally, all you could do is you could walk through him. I just one... remember Matter Lad and John getting... Matter Eater Lad. Oh, Thank I you, am lad. sorry. Matter Eater Lad. Whatever you do, Chad, don't talk about Matter Eater Lad. But, but, just, just to this point... And Chad said, fuck you, John, and got on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> to this point, Godzilla King of the Monsters which was a comic. Matter of fact, the first issue of the Godzilla comic Marvel did actually says in the quarter, now in comic form. <laughs> but it was released in August of 1977, and it did run for two years, and he crossed over with Nick Fury. Um, uh, Jimmy Woo appears in it, now more famous for being in a certain other show. But yes, so there are all these different characters, and in this comic, he actually pops up and this seems more timely now than maybe it was then, he pops up because of the Alaskan oil pipeline and the damage it is doing. Hmm. And, and the agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have to show up to stop it. Hmm. There you go. So I just want to point out, so Godzilla has been, he fought Barkley and Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> time and time again. All right, so we're in the interest of time, although we're actually doing fairly well on time, what's some of your worst and favorite ones? Uh, I actually haven't watched the 76 Dino D. Laurentis one in a long time. I, I, the monkey just doesn't hold up in it. I mean, it's clearly, it is Rick Baker in a suit, right? Yeah. 
And but you know, for me, that was actually my introduction to King Kong. Was that one? So I, I haven't watched it in years. I haven't. I think actually, Kong, King Kong Lives may have been my first time of actually watching one. With I Linda Hamilton. It. Yeah, is she in it? I can't. I can't remember a damn thing about it. Yeah, she. I believe she's the the star of it. Yeah, I just really? all I remember about King Kong Lives is the blood transfusions at the beginning. Watch it. They had to do. There's a story behind that, and I'm pretty sure it's some sort of the only reason that movie was made is because they had to. It's some sort of contractual agreement, because that was one of another one of Dino De I can't say Dino's name. De Laurentiis Productions. That was through the 80s era before he went bankrupt. <clears throat> you know, I. I mean, you can't top the original King Kong. No, nor the I original think... Godzilla. That being said, there is a King Kong movie I've never seen, and I did not know about till I started researching this. And now I want to see it. And you, you all may have seen it. Uh, the cover alone sells me on it. King Kong Escapes, where King Kong has to fight Mecha Kong. I had really? no idea that it was. No. It was Universal and Universal International put it out. Let me find the year. Make, on did it. Toho make it though? Uh, I just looking at it. I'm assuming the answer is yeah. yes. Yes, it was originally in Japanese, so yes. But I am just I'm again. Why would you not? Uh, why would you not want to watch Mecha Kong versus normal Kong? Um, but yes, yeah. So I've never seen that one. That's one I'd like to see. It's supposed to be. Uh, it's got okay reviews on Rotten Tomatoes if you go for that sort of things, but the audience score is way down. Rotten Tomatoes is kind of to it than the audience is, but uh, so that's one I'd like to see because I've never seen King Kong fight Mecha Kong. There you go. Huh. I haven't either, but I really encourage you if you're listening to this right now, James is right. You can't go wrong with either, but King Kong is just a beautiful piece of cinema. Mm-hmm. It still holds up. You still feel bad for him at the end of it. I don't know. I can't explain it. It just, it's like Robin Hood. Okay. It's like, uh, uh, shoot. Why can't I think of Douglas Fairbanks? <laughs> it's, 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 it's one of those movies that just still holds up and just like this, as you're watching, it just goes along. It's just a great story. It moves along. It's almost a perfect, perfect piece of filmmaking. And I think that's what's, the reason that we are what in in the case of Kong more than eighty years removed from his creation, yeah. We're in the 90. case of in the case of Godzilla, we're close to ninety. Uh, we're almost sixty, right? From Godzilla, almost seventy, yeah, seventy. So the reason that you can put out a movie where these two quote unquote fight or where they're both in it and people go, oh, is because there is something innately interesting about both these characters Agreed. independently. There is something about, like, even the Peter Jackson remake, which I enjoy, goes a little long, but I enjoy it. It's three hours long. The last hour is beautiful. Well, and it's, you care it's about... York, and then it's beautiful. <laughs> you, you care about this, uh, which, by the way, I should say, the original got cuts as well. Um, 
what there was the a scene, spider pit scene yes yeah, spider pit scene the, got infamous, cut. well i shouldn't say infamous famous spider because they think it was actually sh- the, the argument's been because no i mean a lot of those people are dead of irish if it was actually shot if those are just production stills if that they know they know it existed they know it existed in the screenplay format did they actually ever shoot the footage and jackson did smartly that's one of the best scenes in the movie but smartly put that into the film the famous spider pit scene it is in his the problem with with peters and i'm i think we'll all agree with this is that everything we're calling is beautiful and wonderfully done the human character and, and um what, oh god i forgot her name man uh, naomi watts naomi watts is perfect mm-hmm. the problem with the movie is there's about two-thirds of those other characters that it could have been a cut out of the film yeah, and well, some of them I, don't even serve a purpose. They don't They're even serve a purpose, like the little boy on the ship, and then it doesn't even you, play out. I mean, there's I would say you mean, a good you mean, 30 minutes of that movie that does not need to be in it. You mean exchangeable pathos where it's like, oh, they're introducing him and he's dead. You know as soon they're building him. Well, there were some that like said there were some that they introduced, and then you never see him again. And I'm like, why did you spend that much time developing that character in that scene? I, I, was, I, I, there was probably about what 30. 40 minutes that could have been cut from that movie. And There's been- 30 more. No, I, I 30 or 40 minutes of King Kong and it would have been this again. I don't understand it. I don't know if he just thought I had to do three hours because he of had the rings and that ruined him or there wasn't enough time, you know, because they've got to make those freaking deadlines sometimes. And you guys know that it's that trains left the station They've got to make a deadline. They don't have another month to think about. Maybe I should cut this. You know what I mean? They don't. Well, and, and I think the other part about it, and something I appreciated, though I don't know if it was necessary, was he does a pretty good job of of portraying the depression, right? I mean, yeah. the, the, oh no, yeah, no. All that's it's all excellent. And what you what we got to understand about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Is that was his passion project? I well, mean, King Kong's his he, favorite movie. He has been wanting. He'd been wanting to do that for years. I mean, he got all the technology equipment to put that to make that movie, and then he couldn't come together. So that's why he made the Frighteners, and then that's what led to Lord of the Rings, and then the Lord of the Rings is what finally got him Kong. It's so a, my he but, had this idea of a movie going on. It, for it, that's a, a quick. Decade. That's a quick version of it. It is. I don't want just don't. When he was a kid. He made King Kong with like his mom's, he got in trouble making it was like his mom's mink or whatever. Yeah. Made his own version when he saw it with a Super 8 camera. He loved King Kong. Harry Knowles, I don't know, I don't know that we're allowed to talk about Harry Knowles. He ran Ain't It Cool News, has an original King Kong poster and has turned down lots of money from Peter Jackson and other people. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars for this poster to because he just won't sell it and i don't blame him although eventually something like our friend william malone and robbie the robot eventually something's just worth more than it is to you just can't afford to keep it how long do you need to enjoy it i think with william malone i get to enjoy it for how many years uh 30 years over 30 years it was in his house if i remember when we interviewed him that's what he said was he goes i got to enjoy it for 30 years and then uh, you know he's a 50 60 year old man who just walked away as a millionaire yeah off of, uh, oddly enough not for what everybody would assume he would no no <laughs> no work which i, I enjoy that being said i, I do want to jump back to king kong there is one scene that because i was saying about this and i'm like if i think about the peter jackson scene it is a scene that sticks with me and i don't know if it's because of my own past or or my own concerns about things 
But the scene that he kind of adds and that captures that depression moment is when Naomi Watts is walking by the restaurant and she looks in and she just sees food. Yeah. I yeah. don't know why, but that scene and the way he shot it, the way she acted it, it burned its way into my head. I can tell you, obviously, all the other King Kong stuff, yes, but there was something about that scene. So I agree. It's, it's two-thirds of almost perfect film. Yeah, I still yeah. say, yeah, and I still say that version of Kong is but gets Kong right. You actually see the emotion in Kong. These new Kongs do not have that. And but the, to throw another the oh in the ice skating scene is beautiful. Yeah. That that could have stayed. There's others that we're not knocking that. That that moment between him and her, that's beautiful. The the 20, 25 minutes on the fucking boat. Yeah, it's stupid. There's Doesn't need to be there. Pointless. The other thing is uh Kong is in the frame. I cannot tell it's well, I haven't watched it in a while, but you can barely tell it's CGI other than you exactly know that's CGI. Yeah. Those dinosaurs and a few other things, totally CGI. Yeah. The some of the CGI in that movie to be $200 million. The stampede. It, the stampede, yeah, which I understand is tough to do, is a little dodgy, but Kong looks like they found Kong and just brought him on set. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that also. Scene- performance capture by andy circus circus yeah, that whole yeah. that that whole scene where naomi watts is watching kong at, at at the top of that cave and he's just sitting there looking up at the sky just mm-hmm. it's beautiful and yeah. it's capturing his emotion in his face yeah and like i said i just there hasn't been a kong movie that's done that i think they it, i don't think they use performance i'm not being sarcastic i don't think they use performance capture for the new kong or godzilla right yeah I need to look that up. I don't know. I, I don't to, know I, for sure either, but I damn sure I don't think they do. And I wonder if that's the reason why they got Kong so right. Peter Jackson, like I said, I think he nails Kong. He nails Fay Ray's character, but I don't, it's the rest of the movie actually. And mm-hmm. I think Jack Black is a little too typecast and I'm not particularly crazy about Adrian Brody in it either. I personally would have when, when, when that was cast and it's kind of funny how this worked out. I would have actually liked to have seen John Goodman in that character. <laughs> yeah. I think and then, John and then would have been more of an interesting choice. I think he would have too. I think, I think he Jack would... Black is too on the nose. Yeah. I, I, when he came in and like when they were talking about that scene, I'm like, or casting Jack, I'm like, man, that would have been a good John Goodman role. And now, you know, granted, we got John Goodman in Calls Kong, Kong Skull Island, but it still, it just didn't fit. I didn't like his character in that, except for the first few minutes of that movie. Just real quick, I, I took a second to look this up. Through performance and facial capture, animation supervisor Eric Petey performed Kong okay. in Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. So they didn't have somebody on set? No. It was done retroactively. Later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas on King Kong, Jackson's King Kong, he's there playing King Kong. Andy Serkis was. Do you, do you think one of the reasons we haven't seen that emotional Kong or even Godzilla, where Godzilla is, is that for those movies to work, they have to be a quote-unquote force of nature, and it's hard. You can't humanize a tornado, um, right? If yeah. you want, like, if, if well, we... I feel, I feel like tried they, to, tried to make, they tried to personalize Godzilla in that King of the Monsters one, and they just fell and, flat. And, well, and I was about to say, and, and I, I enjoyed watch it. I enjoyed I, it. I just thought that was some of the worst dialogue. I can't get I, it. Just stuck in my head. The dialogue was so bad. Mm-hmm. I uh, I enjoyed 
uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. I watched it with my son, and that's probably why I enjoyed it more. Was you know he is it's discovering, enjoyable, James. He it just really he is, is discovering Godzilla. And it has Kong. some great monster action in it. It yeah. Well, and it's it's the entire thing, and you know there's so many throwaway probably slightly lines better than Kong versus Godzilla for some of the monster action. I was gonna say, and there's so many throwaway lines in it, and if you read anything on the way it was made, like they um, Rodan, Rodan, whatever. Um, you know, he's in, in the original movie, he's an alien. It's pronounced he's, Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> Elmer. The D uh, is silent. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, uh, anyway, he's, you know, he's an alien, right? And that's, they do a throwaway line about, oh, his DNA doesn't belong here. And that's why Godzilla's called to fight him and all the, but he's controlling these other monsters and all that. So it is, that is, you know, it, it tries to do the throwback, it tries to honor the past. It probably is trying to do too much. However, I do enjoy the fact, and one of the things that even my son was like, yeah, that's cool. At the end of the movie, uh, who's the one that affected, who Who basically Judas, this is the name of the um, monster, but basically attacks Mothra and, and goes against Godzilla, goes against the natural order because he starts to follow Rodan. Rodan, I can't remember which monster. It is. I don't either. Excuse but me. anyway, you know the scene that I'm talking about. And at the end of the movie, Godzilla is sitting there and basically that monster comes back in and he effectively almost bows to Kong or to, to Godzilla. And and it it, it makes it's Rodan, it is, isn't it? It's not Ghidorah, it's not Monster. Oh, yeah, well, it's Rodan. Which, who's who's the big bad? It is Rodan, you're right. The I big bad that gets killed God. is I know I just watched this too. You're right, Chad. Ago. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it it's is Rodan. Rodan that betrays him. I'm forgetting the name of the big bad that's the alien Ghidorah. Dude. Ghidorah, okay. Yeah, the three-headed dragon. Ghidorah the Explorer. Yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> see, he's got three heads so he can explore easier. He looks over here. He looks straight forward, looks over there. Anyway. You ever just run into something? <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that scene doesn't make any sense. But it, when it got to that scene in my movie, even uh, the movie, my son and I both were like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, that, he basically has to bow back down and realize his place. And he's oh. he's he's got something to answer for. That <laughs> that. That to me was the most humanizing Godzilla ever have because that's basically Godzilla saying, "Do it again, and I'll give you your God smack." Worst case scenario, you've got giant monsters on the screen punching each other. I watched that shit for at least twenty minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Do you see it's that? Just, Do you see how he punched him? Do you see? Boy, Godzilla sure's got that morning dragon breath, don't he? It's the same reason that every 20 years you can trot out a new version of robots fighting each other and I'm going to show up. And right. I'll sit there and be like, this is the dumbest thing. This, this is awesome. Boy, I'll, I'll tell you, if only I could watch Robo jo Robot Jocks one more time. Or, or uh, you know, I've seen that Twilight Zone where that guy has to take the place of a robot in a boxing match. If only they'd put Hugh Jackman in it and remake it for the third time, I and, could go pay money to see it. And then have to write Richard Matheson a check after they already went into production. I think that's the story and how it goes. Yeah, but so he didn't have to sue though. Spielberg, according to him, Spielberg actually manned up and said, "Is it close?" And he goes, "Yeah, it's pretty close." And they wrote him a check. But by the way, could you imagine you're making a movie and Matheson goes, "That sounds familiar." I'd be like, "Yeah, here's your money." I mean, God, if Matheson's, hey, will you retweet about how you got money from us because it's close to your story? That's nothing but advertising to me. Yeah, probably. Of course, he's not going to retweet anything now. Well, no, 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 no. no. I he mean, if he does, you'll have to send some sort of angel winged email. I was about to say, if if he does, somebody best call somebody because we've got a poltergeist going on. That's there. true. Mm -hmm. 
I like monster movies. I like big ass monster movies. They're a lot of fun. I kind of want to see more. There's other ways we could have went with this. We we didn't even talk about uh, because Legendary got in the monster movie business. I mean, they did make Pacific Rim with Del Toro. There's that's another movie I love two thirds of. Yeah, but it's the plot of Top Gun and Charlie. Hunan. Human? Is it really human? It's Hunan. Charlie Hunan. Human. I want to call him human. But by, by the way, boy, he does that smell of fart acting all the way through that damn thing. By the way, though, do you think it's interesting? And I guess Joe, Joe prefers his performance in King Arthur. Oh, that's a bad movie too. <laughs> that's that Hunan. one. That one's that movie's damn near unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Do you, so. Godzilla, of course, uh, we, Kong got imitators, Mighty Joe Young, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which was also though produced by the guy that created King Kong. So there you go. Yeah. Um, but you know, Godzilla got his impersonators. I always pick on Gamera. Gamera was created specifically to compete against Godzilla by uh, produced by. Um, is it the, bad that Gamera Gamora was my favorite monster as a kid? Well, are you sure you're not talking about Ghana? Gonanora, <laughs> Gonanria. No, no, no. No, I it's, think I think it. it's. I think it's pronounced Gamera. It's it the is. it's the turtle whose yes, back legs went back in and turned into a rocket. And 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 it's the been turtle made fun of on it in an extra dimensional four dimension. four uh four episodes or, or four movies were made fun of by Mister yeah. Science Theater three thousand of which they eventually got recalled etc cetera, etc. Cetera. That being said, he is an icon in his own right now, which I find interesting. But I love the fact that he's this big turtle monster. And what's the correct pronunciation again, Chad? I think it's Gamera. It's Gamera. Gamera. Thank you for the email. I don't know. But um, Gamera. Joe, I'll I'll just put this as a quiz to you. Joe, if you were going to have to assume what you would nickname a huge turtle monster that is going to terrorize cities, you know, just what would your idea be? Boxy. No, sorry. It's, It's technically friend of all children. Or guardian of the universe. But if, you read, not, if you do read Stephen King, there is some references to the giant turtle. But he is a massive, fire-breathing, prehistoric monster resembling a turtle mutated by nuclear weapons. Not just yeah. radiation. He he got all up in the nukes. Um, and, and as the series went on, much like Godzilla, he had a little bit more of a benevolent nature, et cetera, et cetera. Oddly enough, he became famous in America because UHF channels could pick him up easy. Godzilla was expensive. Gamera was cheap. Now, can I tell you about a case of the Mandela effect? Sure. When it comes, because I I thought at one point, and and Joe mentioned it briefly, we just never did answer it. Like we were going to talk about our favorite Godzilla movie. As a child, I swear to God, I watched a movie where Godzilla fought Gamera. It doesn't exist. I, I swear to this day, too. I no, actually there was, was in here listening to it. Was like, but didn't they fight? They teamed up once. They've never teamed up. It's they've never been in a movie together. So that's two different find. companies. Two yep. different companies. It, okay. it, so I don't was think a, I knew that till this episode. That I'm yeah. sitting here listening to you all, trying to think. But they fought. 
Gamera was a direct ripoff of Godzilla when Godzilla was was so popular. This other company decided, well, we're going to make a, a, a monster movie. Giant that's turtle movie. And it's going to just like when I do my GoBots and Michael Bacon kiss my ass. And I was like all prepping for this this uh, episode. I was going to I was going to talk about the Godzilla versus Gamera movie. It doesn't exist. No, nope. it never happened. And I'm so he, I was like, damn it, he what do did I remember? fight a dinosaur though, right? Because I think even there is yeah, he fought a dinosaur even because I think in one of the mystery science theater 3000 things that you can see it looks like he's flying into godzilla but it's the dinosaur and that's when he uses his rocket feet or whatever they are to slam into him and there's an entire thing also where he spins around on a thing and flings himself off like a trapeze artist yeah yeah that being said i wanted to bring that up because why do you think that all the imitators all the other giant monsters you mentioned pacific rim you yeah cloverfield all of these have been hits they've made money i mean we're still getting cloverfield films and spinoffs yep. and, and follow-ups and all that stuff but still why, like a whole is it, why is it that gamera and cloverfield and all of these can exist but we have more of a connection to god and there were giant monster movies i mean there were giant dinosaur attack films before godzilla they were claymation or stop motion but they existed why does Kong and Godzilla get to still be 60, 70 years later? Who, if you say giant monster attacking a city to most people, they're going to pick one of those two. I, I agree that Why, there is, if you say attacking the city, they're I, seven, set out of 10 are definitely going to pick, are going to pick Godzilla before they pick King Kong. But why those characters? I mean, I why? It why yeah, that's that's a good question. Cause you know, and the simple truth is the majority of the Godzilla films are terrible. I mean, I said you know, this earlier. James yelled at me. No, well, I mean, I mean, if you talk about like, like, uh, no, and I, I didn't really yell at you. I said it's true for all sequels. Everything is lame over time. I really don't have an example, an answer for that, other than the have fact you that seen a leprechaun, sir. I disagree. <laughs> Actually, several of those sequels are way better than the first one. And and this may not be a suitable answer, but the fact that Kong has that human appeal to him. He he he's a he's a romantic. He he is a romantic character. So there you have that appeal to him. Chocolates and flowers. And Godzilla is so co- closely connected to our advances in technology, our the nuclear factor and how nu- and you know how nuclear war can go wrong. But that's why he's appealing. I guess I don't, but, I don't I don't I don't have an answer as to but yeah it's true. But he's a Japanese character, you have to admit. But he's still very much prevalent in United in in our society in the U.S. Yeah, like how did all the because even when we didn't have a Godzilla movie, we always had the like I had four of those Godzilla rubber toys, those cheap rubber toys yeah. where the tail easily broke off. But we also and another good part of this is United States had its own America had its own nuclear films as well i mean we had them we had uh, what's another one oh Sorry, i mean fucking think of as them you know there's a time oh no, no we had giant atomic, grasshoppers uh well right so we had our own but i guarantee if i showed you giant spiders and said is this them the, or i showed you godzilla a 10 year old's going to tell me they're going to know godzilla I want to say the reason God, another reason why I say Godzilla was so popular is the it's fact like Darth that Darth Vader, whether they've seen Star Wars or not, to know that's Darth Vader. Is the fact that for kids our age, or for people our age when we were kids, Godzilla was cheap to get to syndication. 
So Saturday, yeah, sure that's true. So, so Saturdays no, during he, so he Saturdays was, during the day when you know you had your three channels and there was literally nothing on. One of the channels was playing a Godzilla movie. I mean, I can I can well, honestly sit down and, and recall watching he, Godzilla versus Megalon yep. on a Saturday morning, going, "God, this is terrible." That's true. I mean, it's what it's the reason why we have Python, right? And it, it's because it, of syndication and because of PBS. And yeah. he also though Godzilla public became, education TV. Uh, Godzilla became kind of like the rest of us, right? I mean, he he. he I don't live underwater. No, but he was willing to shield Dr. Pepper. Isn't there? Isn't Godzilla 2000 where literally there, he's going down into the earth, the earth is cracking and dragging him under, and it cuts to a scene of all the scientists drinking Dr. Pepper? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen I, that one. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I, it may not be Godzilla 2000, but there is. It was. It's probably earlier than that one. But there was one in the late 80s, early 90s where, of course, Dr. Pepper used him as a mascot for a while. Where he would attract attack the town, and he would find the huge, you know, because all all companies that make something have a huge prop one on top of their building, and he would take it and drink it, and then yeah. stagger back out to proves Godzilla did not have taste in 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 beverages, carbonated don't you, beverages. Don't you besmirch the name like of Dr. Dr. Pepper. We've been over this. No, I do not like Dr. Pepper. If you no. if you start with your Mister like Pip nonsense. <laughs> That's I don't like Mr. Pibb either. I don't like any of those. What is what is, what is the only coke that he What is the uneducated cousin? Ugh. Just never have like Dr. Pepper. He prefers Dr. Thunder. Don't or like Dr. Pepper. Fuck you, I'm way, a Mountain Dew man. <laughs> hey. I don't like Mountain Dew. Anyway, by the way, do you, what we need to do some investigation. What do you think? Is, is he an MD or a PhD or a JD? What type of doctor is Dr. Pepper? Oh, anyway. dude. Hold on. Let me piss off the five educated people who listen to this. He's one of those balloon-blowing EDDs. That's that's not fair. <laughs> that's that not true. By the way, I do bitch not. deep. Cut his deep. Even what? though he's got a PhD, he knew. I knew. I knew. I just stabbed it right there. Mark turned it. Mark this in the three years that we've been doing this show. James has officially gotten pissed off. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, Just put you know what? Right there. Hey, true. Hold on. I did it to your front. That's true. That's true. And I you know did what? It to your front. You know what an EDD is called that you're not, doctor? By other EDDs, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, not true faculty. No, 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 no. I don't well, know why I mean, we're talking about electronic dick discharges. I I don't think you know what anything means, Jeff. <laughs> Speaking of which, once again, where did these children come from and these monsters? I don't know. Yeah, just, right. let's, I want, before we go, I do want to talk, because I mentioned it. I got to talk about Godzilla versus Megalon, which is probably... Is it Megalodon? It, it's Megalon. Oh, because I totally watch a Godzilla versus a Megalodon picture. Uh, it is probably the worst in the Godzilla franchise, in my opinion. And by Have the you way, seen uh, my version of Godzilla versus Megalodon. If for some reason, if for some reason Jared Greer listens to this and this pisses him off, feel free to feel free to write me and tell You're me. You're going why. to have to call him up and piss him off. This is literally a horrible, horrible movie. So it, this is one of those ones where everybody got together to fight one monster. Uh, so uh, Godzilla, and it's not even. God, I don't even know how to begin this, but essentially it's all these different monsters that come together to fight one monster and Godzilla is in there as well. The, here's why it's also terrible. 
one of the one of the monsters is called Jet Jaguar. James, you know about Jet Jaguar? No. Jet Jaguar is an obvious ripoff of Ultraman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. The By only the way, reason you're funny, Chad, because you know who's a huge fan of Ultraman and all that? Who? Jerry Grew. <laughs> oh man, Ultraman's terrible. Just keep going. Oh God, I'll get him to tell you his Ultraman story that Katrina sold. He a very rare thing. And someone came down and it was like a couple of grand and paid for it, Chad. Didn't even negotiate on the prize. Said he walked in and goes, Where's it at? Well, you said go ahead and sell it. And she said he stormed out and didn't come back. Oh, I thought that was uh, the Castle Grayskull. No, that was Ultraman. Ultraman. Oh, oh. Some sort of Ultraman, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I always thought it sucked too. Keep going. Yeah, no, Ultraman. So the old, and, and the reason why there's an Ultraman ripoff in Godzilla versus Megalon. Of some a young fan entered a contest, <laughs> and this was his entry, and they put it into this movie. <laughs> That's how cheap and terrible this movie is. They took a fan entry monster and put it into it. I I, I want to also clarify something I said earlier because I don't want anybody. I don't want hate mail. I want to I want to make sure we get this right. The film where. Uh, Dr. Pepper machines and people are <laughs> drinking it throughout is Godzilla 1985, but it also answered something else I said. And I want to make sure I give credit where it's due. We do actually meet uh, Godzilla's, I guess, wife uh, or, 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 or mate. Um, she is given the name Miss Zilla, or uh, actually, New Zilla is her official title. And I know this will be hard to see, uh, but I want to hold this up. You can tell that she is a female Godzilla because that's a bow in her hair. And so she does appear in the Dr. Pepper commercials because he treats her to a Dr. Pepper. I assume that's their first date. You know, it's not a high scale date. He doesn't want to take her out somewhere. You don't want to destroy well, you know it. Where you're not going to take Chad. Not a place to, uh, that Doctor Pepper. Pepper because yeah. even he's he's shitting on even Diet Doctor Pepper. But that was nineteen eighty five. Regular so, Doctor you know, Pepper. It's probably a low scale date, right? You don't want to do anything too big. You don't want to do. I'm really low scale, James. Which I would like to have. Which I wish they'd bring back is Diet Doctor. Yeah, well, as I say, you don't want to take her on your first date. You don't want to destroy Tokyo the first date because then what do you do for the second date, right? You can't, you can't, so you start, you just go destroy a Dr. Pepper plant, you split a couple Dr. Peppers, you go, oh, you have a good time, I had a good time, maybe I'll call you next week, and then eventually you get baby Godzillas. That's, that's evidently what happened. Thank you, Dr. Pepper, for your ongoing commitment to uh, giant thunder lizard sex. <laughs> and when... <laughs> By the oh. way, I actually would buy a can of Dr. Pepper right now if they came out with a can that just said Dr. Pepper responsible for giant thunder, thunder lizard sex. sex. Yeah, I would buy that can right now. That makes sense. All right, gentlemen, anything else to add to this mockery? Nature points out again and again that we'll keep watching Kong and Godzilla movies. Yeah, we will. We'll keep watching them both. And, and by all means, I agree with you. It's one of those stories that you can just kind of retell. I, and we, we keep digging shit up anyway, but it, some odd reason, man, it still resonates, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. Thunder, <laughs> thunder lizard sex. <laughs> that was what they were going for. <laughs> and they couldn't get it to rhyme. 
All right. Anything else? <laughs> no. No, I'll say it when we're done filming. All right. <laughs> this has been Bonehead. Grrrr. <sighs>